Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 19, Nicholas Coolridge, The Modern Tarzan, Part 2. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. All right, welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja podcast, everybody. This is the Ninja Doc here, and this is part two of Modern Tarzan. We learned quite a bit of cool things about him last week, and, you know, we follow him on his Instagram. You should be following him, too, if you haven't already. Uh, He's one of the guys who we're going to be looking out for this year on American Ninja Warrior. He is really talented. We saw him do some incredible things on Team Ninja Warrior, and we have his runs posted in our show notes. So go to our show notes, check out Modern Tarzan. What what did you guys think uh, about his first interview, the first part of his interview? I thought it was great. I can't wait to hear more. All right, we're back and we're going to do part two of Nicholas Coolridge, the Modern Tarzan. Let's take a listen. Let's do it. Cool, guys. Well, let's jump right into it. But first, a word from our sponsors. And to remind everybody, you were the only finisher of the finals course i mean that was so cool that was a really hard course a really hard course and you were the only finisher what was that like that was it was really unbelievable even thinking back to it it doesn't uh i i i'm like i have to like watch the video every time i think like that didn't actually happen did that really happen like no that was i I dreamt that right right but that that really happened and um it did yeah it's uh it was it's one of those it was one of those dream like dreamlike moments for me where it's like wow this dreams dreams really do come true <laughs> oh i mean for me I, I mean i was a total underdog you know and i knew that and i did not expect to do as well as i did i really didn't you know i, I looked at the course and i thought hey i think i can do this but going actually down the line and accomplishing each obstacle all the way to the buzzer and then even being the only one to complete it, like you said, was, was, was really, uh, yeah, it was, it was really something I can't even, like I said, it was, it's, it was just a very dreamlike experience for me. Well, along with Dan Yeager, who went the furthest as a rookie, uh, you were basically one of the top rookies. There's a handful of others. Um, and I think that people were bummed when you fell on the jumping spider in Vegas because Everybody had this feeling like, you know what, Tarzan, he might be the first. He might be the guy (laughs) to take it down. And it didn't work out. You know, you fell on the jumping spider, um, which so many of the top guys have, obviously. It's still amazing to see what you did your first year. And I'll tell you that when we were about to run in Kansas City, the producers, the, the casting, they were like, watch out for this guy, Tarzan. 
wait till you see him. He really was unbelievable. So you, your story was already, we're like, okay, who's this guy? I didn't even know what you look like. I didn't know about you, you know? And then it was great to meet you in in Vegas. That was so cool. Yeah, that was amazing. That was, that was a really, really fun trip. What was the experience like for you seeing Isaac and Jeff complete it and do the whole thing? It was, uh, you know, it was a funny scene for me because I barely knew anybody in this ninja scene. You know, everybody was there was, was a new, just new, new for me, new in my life, the whole ninja like concept of competing and like everybody there was so into it. And like, they knew all the names of everybody and all the names of the obstacles and like all the history that went down and the whole show. And I'm just kind of like showing up like, Hey guys, what's up? Like, <laughs> yeah. let's go climb on an obstacle. This is cool. Like, can I play? Yeah. I, I have, you know, Travis is pretty much the only guy I know. So, I mean, yeah, people were, you know, calling me out like, Oh my gosh, like, you're amazing and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know. Or, or, oh, that's what would happen. People would come up to me like, man, that was so amazing when you did the the turning table to the jumping spider over to the spinning barrels onto the this and that. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I had to really do some research to, to learn all the names of the obstacles and right, all right. The, the history that went down. So for me to see that such a, such a historical moment in American Ninja Warrior I don't think was nearly as touching to me as a lot of the guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, who've been doing it for six years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, even the more I'm a, a part of the scene, the more I'm appreciating the fact that I was there and I got to to witness that, you know. It was pretty exciting that night, eh? It was very, very exciting. And, uh, you know, a little bit of part of me, as, as I'm sure all the other ninjas felt, that I, I felt that I should have been climbing that rope as well. Oh, totally. <laughs> I feel you, man. Yeah. So it's always tough to sit back and be like, man, like watching somebody else like do it. And just the fact that we don't even get to try it. Yeah. Oh, it's so Man, fierce. I just want to try it. I just want to know if I could even do it. You Let know? me try it. Let me try it. I know. I feel you. And for me on the course in the finals, you know, I, I tried a different technique on the jumping sparta, which obviously didn't work out so well. And the reason I did that was because I didn't feel that I had my splits are a very inflexible part of my body. <laughs> oh, so this jumping spider has been a little challenging for me at times, even just in training. Not that I really got to train it that much, but I tried a different technique and I was bummed. The main thing I was bummed about is that I really wanted to fatigue on an obstacle. You know, I really wanted to know where my physical uh, yeah. limit was. Yeah. Where do I pump out? Yeah. Where do I pump out? Cause it's like, what do I need to work on? Like at this point, I still don't even, I just kind of, my training is so random. I just go out and climb lampposts and like trees and like pick up girls and like toss girls around and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do that all the time, but yeah, it would be nice to, it would have been nice to go out on one of the like strength obstacles. So hopefully I will do that this year. Well, hopefully this year you're going to get to the top, dude, and finish the whole thing, obviously, (laughs) instead of finding your limit and pumping out. I I won't. My limit is – it's limitless. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) you're limitless. But but now, okay, tell us about – Team Ninja Warrior, because this is a whole different thing. And man, watching you was so exciting. Running, jumping to the to the dancing step to like the middle one, and then jumping and doing a dive roll right up into running and jumping, skipping half the pole graspers. And I mean, it was like unbelievable athleticism, and it was very cool to see. What was your experience with Team Ninja Warrior? What did you think of the whole thing? Team Ninja Warrior was great. 
I thought I was I was very very honored to be chosen for that. I mean, you know, as as my first year as a ninja. Yeah. So I was just like super stoked to be a part of that whole scene and be like getting to know everybody even more, which is super fun. I mean, I'm starting to feel like I have a lot of really good friends in that ninja world now. And and like you said before, such there's such inspiring athletes and 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 all of them are are really you know good just just generally good people. Right. For sure. So the Team Ninja War, the Team Ninja Warrior thing was, uh, yeah, it was a blast. It was cool to be part of that as a premiering show. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just went out and did my thing and and ran really fast. And it was there was definitely a lot of pressure involved. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool to see people get pushed a little bit more. In some ways, you didn't do that hot. You know, like you didn't win your individual runs for the majority of them, but. You looked amazing, man. I mean, like it was obvious your skill level was just just insane. And it was almost like you were redlining and it's almost like you pushed it a little too hard. Yeah. You know, like uh, you like unleashed and on a new course. I mean, it was pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of unfortunate because um, I had uh, injured my knee, you know, previously on the on the finals in Vegas. Oh. Yeah. And so I don't know if uh, I don't know if many people really know about that, but yeah, I uh, I injured my knee pretty bad oh, no. on on the final course. I actually tore my, my meniscus, and so I, I was recovering from that up until the Team Ninja Warrior team run. Ah, and uh, so I hadn't actually been training my legs up until that point at all because I was recovering from that injury. Oh my God! Wow. And so it was really uh, it was kind of it kind of. Uh, you know, I really, I really felt like I did do my best at the time, but it wasn't, it wasn't what my best should have been. And it, that first run with uh, Travis, yeah, Travis Rosen, Travis Rosen. Okay, I did yeah. get that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I got to the warped wall, I had to take three attempts at the wall because my legs were just beat. Oh, because you hadn't been training. Beat I my legs were, yeah, and it's because it, it was. It surprised me. I was like, "What the heck? Like, what? Why aren't my legs working?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Interesting. Then the the runs against Joe, yeah. I mean, Joe's fast. Like we were we were neck and neck the whole time, like back and forth. And that was that was an epic run. Like I definitely was going oh man all out. That last the last one where I fell in the water, it was kind of one of those moments where you know, I knew I had to go that fast to get the little. I had to be I had to be able to take a breath at the warped wall to get up the warped wall. Oh, right. Yep. I realized like I just didn't have the training and strength at that moment in time with my legs to just bolt off of those pole graspers and right. run straight up the warped wall. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was close and jumping off those things, you know, it's I don't want to it's hard because it's like there's all these different little elements to it. Like when I landed on the mat, like the mat was definitely hanging over the water a little bit more <laughs> right. than I thought that it should have. And right, right. Extra little flex of this and that that was like, it's, I mean, but that's the name, that's the game, right? right the game yeah. is you don't get to check out the course. And that's, it's such a huge element that, I mean, as I talk to more and more fans that, that, that don't realize this, they're like, wait, what? You don't get to train on the course? Right. No. You're just doing that right off the bat? Yeah. Like, no, we don't get to try almost – we got to try, what, the Dancing Stones once? Right, right, right. <laughs> but the rest of it was just like, there it is. You see it? Now go. You don't know how much everything is going to flex or swing or give. There's a lot of adapt. You got to be really adaptive. 
and quick. Oh, you have to be so on it. You yeah. have to be so on it. Yeah. What do you do for nutrition? What do you do for nutrition, health? I mean, we know what you do to train. You just have fun and play on stop signs. But do you, <laughs> do you focus on your on your health, your nutrition at all? I'm very big on nutrition. It's uh, something that I've I've definitely focused on a lot. But I don't. It's not. It's not your standard athletic diet. I would say for the most part. What, what do you do? Yeah. It's a lot more of a natural approach, you know, and, and my main uh, critic is just like, or like guide is just myself, you know, and I've come, come to, uh, really fine tune what food I need to eat personally. I actually started, I actually kept a diet for a while noting what I ate, when I ate it, how much I ate, uh, how much I slept, what my, what my urine feces were like how I felt, how much I exercised. I really kept track of just all these fine details that can add up to, you know, um, having more energy to train, uh, feeling inspired and alive and like ready to go. Wow. I feel very, very in tune with knowing exactly how I'm going to feel when I eat something. And then getting into what I eat, it's just, it's it's very standard. It's, it's, it's like uh, I don't take any supplements at the time, I haven't found, I have not found any supplements or powders or vitamins or any of that stuff or energy drinks or you name it that has uh, helped me or benefited me. Yeah. You know, I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink coffee. I don't, you know, I don't eat candy. I'm actually not a big sugar person at all. Yeah. Uh, my standard breakfast is uh, I love making egg burritos. That's like my go-to thing. <laughs> <laughs> I make that pretty much every day. And even that is not, I mean, it's, it's, uh, eggs in like a whole wheat tortilla with hummus and onions, tomatoes, lettuce, and then like some other condiments and whatever else I have, maybe some avocado and stuff. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm coming over to the Westie for breakfast. Dude, I will, I will whip you up the best egg burrito you've ever had. It's happening. I'm serious. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's just like, but it's just very simple, you know? Yeah. It's like simple, like veggies and food. And I mean... Yeah, it's none of that. Uh, I don't eat a lot of meat. You know, I'm trying to actually become a full vegetarian at the moment. All the different diets and, and stuff like that. You know, it's 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 really just you know the more you come and become in tune with how you feel. It's more about how you feel after you eat something, not while you're eating something, right? Yeah. It's after you've eaten it. You know, how long after do you feel good? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's a that's a really in, interesting thing to say, and I think it's true. And you know, when people change their diet, they're like, "Yeah, these vegetables, these fruits, you know, whatever I'm eating that's healthy, it it doesn't taste as good as this soda pop or this sugary, you know, fatty meal." But it's really about focusing on how it makes you feel, uh, you know, a little bit later throughout the day, and that's a, that's really really interesting. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, the one, one of the few, the few for me personally, yeah. what I found was really interesting while I was keeping this journal of, of my food energy, just <laughs> food journal. Yeah. I found that oats actually really affected me negatively. Oats. Yeah. Which is a super random thing, you know, it's yeah. considered a very like healthy breakfast or whatever. But I noticed that whenever I ate uh, a food bar that had oats in it, or cereal, because lots of cereals have oats in it, like granola and stuff. Yeah. And then also just oatmeal in general. I noticed that I felt drained. I felt spacey. 
I felt kind of anxious and uninspired and like, like more like emotionally than physically, to be honest, which was really a strange thing to, to discover. Yeah. Because like those things actually play hand in hand, you know, like I can, I can be, I can feel like I have a lot of energy, but if it's like, I feel frustrated and angry, the energy isn't really a very productive energy. Right. As opposed to like a happy, inspired, bouncy, like, oh man, you know, I'm going to go, you know, run around the block and like, and, uh, or I don't know. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear you. That's, that's very interesting. Real quick. I want to ask you, you know, you have this kind of nomadic lifestyle. You're living out of the Westie. You're leading this kind of unconventional life. But does that have a big impact on the relationships that you have? Um, you mm. know, what what about your family? What about Travis, rather, is is really easy, right? Because he's a total brother. He's like looking in the mirror. He's got a trampoline in his house. But what are, what about all the other people who are part of your life who lead a more conventional life? And how is your relationships with those people affected? Well, back when I started living in my van, uh, like three or four years ago now, my parents thought it was great. You know, they were like, yeah, you know, why, why waste your money on rent? You know, like save it up, do something awesome with it. That is amazing. I mean, that was, uh, that's, that's what I did and that's what I'm still doing. That's actually how I'm able to focus so much of my time on my dream of becoming just like a, the most amazing acrobat ninja movement artist I can be is because I have savings from living in my van and I'm still living in my van um, to support myself as I go through that, as I, as I break through that barrier of, you know, not making much money as a, as an artist to getting to that point where what I do is, is more valuable and I can, and I can, uh, support myself with it. That's amazing that your parents really had a positive, you, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want their kids to go down a certain singular path. And we talked about this a ways back with Matt Eisman. You know, he had this expectation of you're going to medical school. Uh, you know, you're this smart guy. You're well, you know, you're academics, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it's wonderful that your parents were able to just support you and your dream. And really, at the end of the day, seeing, you know, seeing your kid be happy, that's got to be one of the most important things. I'm thinking about it now, you know, with my son. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy for all parents. You have you're blessed with wonderful parents, obviously. I I am definitely very fortunate to have the parents that I have, and they're very very supportive in everything that I do. And uh, I mean, there's a number of things for sure that I do and that I've done in my life where they go, "All right, Nicholas, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would do that and or recommend it." But, you know, if if that's what you want to do and you and you think and that's what your heart is telling you to do, then then go for it. And uh, so far, I have uh, continually proved to them that it was a good choice. And so they then come back and go, you know, you're right. That was a great decision. I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's beautiful. What kind of advice do you have for the little kids out there, your your fans who look up to you and see this superhero larger than life guy who is modern Tarzan, you know, who's just a total nice guy, acrobatic ninja, amazing superstar. What advice do you have to them to to chase their dreams? My advice to them is that superheroes are real. They're not as mystical as people make them out to be. And so, you know, 
they're superheroes in many different ways. And I mean, us as ninjas, we're ninja superheroes, you know, and we all have our own special superpowers, really. And, you know, we take that as far as we want. It's not something that's necessarily completely gifted to us like we see in the movies, you know, but it's something that we've worked up to, a skill that we've acquired and unlocked in a sense, you know, through lots of training and lots of effort. But it's not only, it, it can be seen in many different ways. You know, there's there's superhero superhero mu- musicians, you know, there's superhero right, right. of like like filmers or photographers, you know, like they have this, they have this special power in a sense you know this 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 skill that's that becomes so honed and and uh like perfected in their own way that it, that it's uh that it's 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 a it's like a it's a it's like a super skill you know yeah absolutely and so in the sense of i mean you can take like whatever whatever you desire to do whatever like you know really inspires you and makes you happy if you continue to focus your energy on that you will turn that into a skill that will make you feel like a superhuman. And it's, you know, it's doable. And I speak from personal experience. Yeah. And it's worthwhile. It's worth doing. And I'm, I also agree with you and I feel the same way. There's something very fulfilling and satisfying about mastering something and just becoming masterful. And they say 10,000 hours, you know, or whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Really focusing, like I said, you know, I was spreading myself very thin when, when, you know, a few years ago and, uh, it was cool to be able to do a number of things. But when I really focused and broke it down to what, you know, right now my main focus is acrobatics and I'm going to push that until I feel like, you know, until it's not inspiring me anymore, basically, you know? Right. And once I hit that point, um, I'll move on to something else. You know, there's, 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 there's a lot of time in life to, to be a professional at more than one thing, but to truly become that professional at that, that amazing level, you do have to just focus on that one line and, and, and go for it. That is incredible advice, man. Beautiful, beautiful advice. Well, we follow you on your Instagram. Actually it's, I, every day I, I look at, I look forward to stuff. How do people find you on the social media? What are your handles? And if you'd spell them out for people. Yeah. So the one I keep on up on the most is my Instagram account, which is modern Tarzan. And, uh, yeah, I try to post on that every single day. Uh, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely something I put a lot of effort into. Anywhere else people can find you or I, I guess you and Travis are doing Ninja Tarzan. Oh yeah, well that's a uh, that's a new thing that's developing right now. Me and Travis Brewer are joining up and teaming up and creating Ninja Tarzan, which uh, there should be uh, we're getting that website up going soon, and we're going to start doing events and, and workshops and and teaching everybody all the elements of just just discovering yourself as you know a human being and working towards like. I mean, a lot of like ninja stuff, like working towards ninja physical skills, but also the emotional barriers that you have to go through as wow. far as the fears of, you know, maybe doing a, uh, performing a trick that you've always, uh, seen yourself doing, or even just gaining confidence, gaining, working through fear. Yeah. Gaining that confidence to feel like you truly can accomplish the goals that you want to do. So that's going to be really cool. I think, uh, if you'd have us, the wolf pack's going to come out and go to one of your retreats. Oh, we'd love that. Oh man, we there, we have a lot to learn from you guys. It's amazing watching you guys, and we're like, dang, we wish we could move like that sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm, maybe we can have you guys as influencers. You guys have a lot of teachers as well. 
Oh, thank you. It was wonderful when we were out filming for Team Ninja. You were so helpful taking the wolf pack. I was doing handstands on you, you know, like you were helping me. You were basing, you know, I'm a big 180 pound guy. And Ian and I remember at the beach, we were doing this acro and you were walking us through it. And it, oh, it was, it was just a phenomenal experience. How, how kind of gentle you were with walking us through it and, and dealing with us when we couldn't do something, you know, cause we're kind of big clunky when it comes to acrobatics and yoga, you know, there's stuff that we're total beginners, even though we're great climbers and and whatever, there's a lot that we have to learn. So you guys were phenomenal influencers to us and we've definitely been trying more. And actually Ian's wife, Jess, is a yoga instructor. So she's like, oh yeah, I want to meet modern Tarzan and Travis. And <laughs> we, we came back telling stories about you guys. So it was really cool. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm glad that I can help you out with that. Yeah, the acro yoga thing is definitely a really awesome thing we're going to be incorporating into our events because it goes into that trust. That's another thing. That, that's what I was trying to remember is yeah. like the trust aspect in people, you know, like being able to have a partner and just like people around you that you can trust and work with, you know, because collaborating is such a great key that I, that I wasn't really aware of for a long time and collaborating to create other amazing, you know, acrobatic shapes and, and challenges and then also working together towards other, you know, other things that aren't as physical. I'm, I'm always impressed. You know, this is so great for me to be able to get to know my fellow ninjas, my brothers and sisters better, you know? Yeah, that, that is a really cool thing to do. I mean, it's true. You get to really like dig deep in with all these questions and stuff. Yes. And yeah, some people we go a little bit uh, even deeper than others, but it's neat. Anyways, today we've been talking with Modern Tarzan, just the, the neatest guy, and he's got so much to say about or just about everything on how to make yourself into a superhero. Nicholas, thank you so much. We're going to be following you at Modern Tarzan you know, on your Instagram, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Noah. Well, that was truly an inspiring conversation with Nicholas Coolridge the modern Tarzan. Let's take a word from our sponsors and do some tips. Yeah, after a conversation like that, I'm not even so sure there's too much to talk about. I mean, really, Nicholas has his head on straight and he knows what he wants to do. And he pretty much laid it down for us and the fans out there and the ninjas. And I think anybody who is listening can really gain some insight from the way Nicholas approaches life. So it's pretty cool. I think that Nicholas is a smart guy who is leading an adventuresome lifestyle and Ninja Warrior fits into that perfectly. He's inspiring people and people want to see what he's going to do. And he's a big hero to a lot of the kids out there. You know, he really is the real deal. He's an incredible athlete and we can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Come train with the Wolfpack, buddy. All right, you guys want to do some tips? Let's do some tips. Yeah. All right, guys. This might be the most important tip I've ever given. If you don't have a pet monkey, you need to get a pet monkey. Every ninja needs a pet monkey. I think one of the best ways to get good ab workouts in is to do 
four-minute ab workouts. They're always really hard, and you can change them up easily by just throwing in a different exercise each time you do it. So say the first time you do four-minute abs, you do a minute of crunches, a minute of V-ups, a minute of bicycles, and a minute plank. And then the next time you do a minute of single-leg V-ups, a minute of holding a hollow hold, a minute of plank on your hands instead of your forearms, and a minute of hanging and holding a V. Like you can easily switch it up. So it's like a great way to have a lot of workouts at your disposal. A huge health tip that I'd like to relate today revolves around sleep. Sleep is really underrated and super important to all your health goals. Sleep affects your attitude, your mental strength, and your physical strength as well. It is absolutely crucial to get enough sleep, and you need to plan your life around sleeping properly. If you have trouble sleeping, try improving your diet and taking naps when you can. During sleep, your body is healing and growing and curing disease. When you were training, it is pivotal for getting stronger. And when you're studying for school, it is essential for learning and retaining information. It is one of the great secrets of life that your sleep can help you reach your goals faster and more effectively. Having good training partners is extremely important. I know I wouldn't be where I am today without amazing partners like the Wolfpack. It's important to surround yourself with people that are better than you or at your same level. From my experience, this automatically steps up your game without you having to work so hard to do so. I would suggest surrounding yourself with people that are not only better than you, but will push you in all aspects of life. Personally, I've learned so much from just watching people who are better athletes than me and then applying that knowledge to my own life. And a monkey. Very nice, Brian. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, Those are good tips. So everyone, if you want to go see American Ninja Warrior, the finals in Vegas, it's going to be filming June 15th to the 20th about. And you can get your tickets online or just show up and try and get in. Uh, It's a really exciting time. It's unbelievable. Last year was unbelievable. It was probably the best sporting event I've ever seen live or otherwise. And I do love football. Get out there if you can. It's pretty amazing. Lastly, a good luck to all the walk-ons who will be competing uh, and all the people who've been standing in line for their opportunity at the World's Hardest Obstacle Course. It is a good time, but, man, it takes its toll on your body waiting in line that long. And so good luck to all the walk-ons out there. You guys are brother and sister ninjas, and we wish you the best. Your dedication is amazing. It's unbelievable. I don't think I could do it. In the next couple weeks, we have some really exciting episodes, so everybody tune in. We've got Mike Bernardo, Ryan Stratus. We've got a bunch of other top ninjas. And coming up soon, Casey Catanzaro. She's going to have an awesome multi-part interview. And also, the Wolves joined Trivial Warfare, which is a really cool podcast. We did a bunch of trivia. You're not going to believe some of the American Ninja Warrior trivia that the Wolves had to entertain and, uh, frankly— I'm not sure if I want to air some of this show, but it's going to be a two-part podcast. It's going to be really cool. Half of it's going to be on our show, and the other half is going to be on the Trivial Warfare show. But in the meantime, go and subscribe to Trivial Warfare. They've got a really cool format and a super fun show. For the rest of the Wolves, I am Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc, signing out. So much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. 
We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. I try, I tried to keep it as, as I actually tried to contain myself. I have I have lots to say. <laughs> yeah, about your yeah. your man love, your bromance yeah. about the what? bromance. Some of those weird things that you know go on behind the scenes. Yeah, does Travis Brewer really wear pants all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. You did it. You did a great job as an interviewer. I mean, have you been doing this for a while? I mean, I'm a doctor, so like everybody, I see every day in the hospital i interview them about what is wrong you know huh and i'm i'm a good listener i think yeah no it's i mean it's it's just like it's just good i like i like the way that like i mean some people are good at, at it and you know it's like you you chimed in at the right moments you know when it kind of got <laughs> when i had like trouble like finishing something you'd like chime in and be like oh yeah 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 that's it that's the word i was thinking of. <laughs> yeah thanks man. <laughs> yeah, i'm a mind reader you know uh, <laughs> uh, you guys need some sugar or some food. <laughs>